Well, it's good times in the Big 12, isn't that for sure? I'm Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to have you on board. We appreciate you joining us here on the show. Before we get going into the good stuff, I want to announce that I'm going to be at the Iowa State TCU game on October 5th up in Ames. So if you're an Iowa State fan and you're going to be there, or if you're a TCU fan making the road trip, please do hit me up. First off, I need help from Iowa State fans on um, how the whole tailgating scene works there. I've gotten a couple of of, uh, tidbits from some of you on what to do and and how to go about doing it once up there. But I'm going to just shoot up for the day from Kansas City, go to the game, and uh, I do hope to meet a lot of you. I'll give away some koozies, and you know we'll have a, a couple of uh, pops before we go into the stadium. So please do hit me up, Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. I'm going to be flying solo, so I will take all the advice I can get, and I hope to see and meet many Iowa State fans and TCU fans. I know uh, TCU fans, there's a core of you that travel very well. So Regardless of which team you're a fan of, I would love to meet you, shake your hand, say hello, talk some Big 12, have some fun, have a beer or two, and uh, roll on into the game. So please do let me know, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's M-U-N-D-O. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be my first time uh, up in Ames, so can't wait. Also, as always, please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. We will send you one of those free Heartland College Sports koozies in the mail if you send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get the koozie in the mail. And let's get right to it. So if you are listening to us on the radio right now, um, you may not know this, but we have a podcast that we drop on Sundays recapping all the games in the Big 12. So if you missed that, go subscribe to it as we recapped week three in the Big 12. But what I want to do now is just spend a couple of minutes taking a bird's eye view on what the weekend meant. Like we went game by game and talked about each game. But the Big 12 coming off a 5-2 and two week against Power 5 opponents is everything you could have asked for or more. Because here's the other thing as well. This is not like outside of OU waxing UCLA. That is supposed to happen. But you look at Kansas State as a touchdown underdog going on the road, beating Mississippi State. TCU, what, two, three-point favorite, goes on the road, and blasts Purdue, by the way, holds this high-flying Purdue offense to 200 total yards, right? Kansas, three-score underdog, goes on the road and beats Boston College. West Virginia, touchdown underdog, beats NC State. The Big 12 won many of these games in which they were underdogs and not like two, three-point underdogs. We're talking about touchdown plus underdogs. It was that kind of week for the Big 12 Conference, and it was everything you could have hoped for and more if you're a Big 12 fan. Now, I know some of you don't buy into the whole Big 12 rah-rah mentality. Here's why you should, because now what are we going to look at moving forward? I think we should all want a Big 12 team to make the college football playoff. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? To win a national championship. It's good for the conference. Look at what all these different national champions did for the SEC. I'll say, fine, the SEC is the number one conference in America. I can admit that. But it has helped the conference from the top down to have multiple national champions over the past 10 to 15 years. So now for this year, 
Let's say it comes down to an Oklahoma or a Texas and an Ohio State. Just throwing ideas out there. Just throwing scenarios out there. But let's say OU's a one-loss Big 12 champion. Ohio State's a one-loss Big 12 champion. And let's say Oklahoma loses to TCU this season. And let's say Ohio State's got a loss. Let's go with at Nebraska in a couple of weeks when those two teams hook up. Now, Ohio State doesn't play Purdue, but Purdue plays Nebraska. And let's say Purdue beats Nebraska in early November when those two teams play. Well, if you're looking at these two resumes, there's going to be more that goes into it, right? But on the surface, you say, okay, Oklahoma lost to TCU. That's their only loss of the season. TCU beat up on Purdue, who beat Nebraska. Nebraska beat Ohio State, and it's only loss of the season. I realize there's more that goes into it than that. I'm not naive enough to think it's all about that. But that is a factor that the committee will utilize come college football playoff selection weekend. Let's do another scenario here. OU, a one-loss Big 12 champion against, let's say, LSU, who is a one-loss team that did not make the SEC championship game because Alabama ran the table, went undefeated, and Alabama is the only loss for LSU this season. So let's say the committee's down to a Big 12 champion Oklahoma who has one loss against a one-loss LSU team that is not a conference champion but has a big non-conference win over Texas. All right, well, LSU plays Mississippi State. Let's say LSU beats Mississippi State by a field goal late. And OU beats the heck out of Kansas State. Well, K-State went on the road and beat Mississippi State. You're telling me that's not going to be somewhat of a factor? Once again, it's not going to decide whether or not OU gets in, but it will be part of the process. So these wins for the Big 12 this past weekend were absolutely enormous, and they should not be understated. The Big 12 should be thumping its chest because it went 5-2 and two against Power 5 teams. It needed a weekend like this, and it did it in games, many of which they were underdogs in. So absolutely great news for the conference as it wrapped up a big week three. It gets ready for conference play uh, this week. It's going to be exciting times. Okay, also now you have the AP poll to piggyback off this. And in the AP poll, OU's 5, Texas is 12, TCU cracks the top 25 at 2-0 and after beating Purdue. And right on the outside looking in, just barely missing out. Kansas State and Oklahoma State, back-to-back, 26-27. Iowa State also receiving a handful of votes as well. So this is fascinating for the Big 12. It could absolutely find itself in a situation in the not-too-distant future with five teams ranked half the conference in the top 25. That would be absolutely outstanding for this conference If you can start piling up some top 25 wins as you get into conference play, oh man, that would be great. Absolutely great for the Big 12. And I can't speak highly enough about those Kansas State Wildcats and and what I have seen from them so far this season under Coach Kleiman. My goodness, it's been been really darn impressive. Now, we had a little bit of a uh, controversy in our Big 12 power rankings this week. You know, we do it for fun. We talk about it most weeks. And for me, how we do this is we have all the Heartland College Sports contributors, all five of us, rank our teams 1 through 10, power rankings, after each week's games. And then I average those out, and we put them together for you on Monday mornings on the website. 
The most debated team was Baylor. Baylor was as high as four by some of us and as low as 10 by some of us. Now, I will spoil this for you. I had them at 10th, and I got some flack for it on social media, but let me explain. Every other team in the conference had played somebody. Every other team has played somebody. Baylor's played Stephen F. Austin and UTSA. Now they've rolled over them. They've crushed them. They've done what they were supposed to do. But how do I put them ahead of Kansas, who just went on the road and beat a middle-of-the-pack ACC team that may have one of the best running backs in the country in A.J. Dillon? How do I put them ahead of West Virginia? who just beat NC Snade as a touchdown underdog at home and finally got the running game going with 173 yards of offense on the ground. How do I put him above Texas Tech? Now, at the time, I didn't know Alan Bowman was going to be done for a few weeks, but Texas Tech, who had a good first couple of weeks, the defense looked really strong. Offense was a little spotty, but the defense looked really strong and went on the road and lost to a Pac-12 Power 5 team. The only thing that I could have justified was putting them at ninth. But I don't know what Baylor is. I think they're going to be good. I believe that Baylor is going to finish higher in the standings than Kansas and West Virginia uh, and Texas Tech. I do believe that. But remember, we do these on a week-by-week basis. And Baylor is the one team that hasn't played anybody. And they won't be playing anybody in the Power Five because they're playing Rice this week. So, you know, this this harkens back to the days of Art Bryles when it would be uh, St. Mary's School for the Blind, you know, Tony's School for the Deaf, and, uh, you know, Bob's School of Quadriplegics that they'd set up there in Waco. Uh, they changed that the last couple of years, but they're kind of back to it. So it's time to get it going again if you're Baylor in the non-conference, and I know that it is picking up here in the next couple of years, but that's why I had Baylor towards the bottom, not because I think they're going to finish there when the conference games get underway. I don't. But I have to do it based on what I've seen and who the opponents have been. So there you have it. That's that's kind of how I came to those conclusions, and I, I did want to share that with you uh, on the podcast and on the show because it didn't seem to me like it was the right way to go about it, just doing this on Twitter and debating it and you know yelling back and forth. So we had OU 1, Texas 2, K-State up to 3, Oklahoma State 4, TCU is 5, Baylor 6, because I got overruled, Iowa State 7, Kansas 8, West Virginia 9, and Texas Tech in the 10 spot. So... Uh, it was a it was a great week for the Big 12. A lot of exciting news coming out of this week for the conference, and and there's a ton that this uh, this conference should be proud of after the way they played over the past week. And now you just got to keep it going, you know, just got to keep it going. Somebody who's going to have a tough time keeping it going is Matt Wells at Texas Tech. Alan Bowman out for six to eight weeks with a shoulder injury, suffered against Arizona. What does it mean? Where does this team go from here? We'll talk about it coming up. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly. 
part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo, and as we get going with conference play here in the Big 12, we're going to be placing all our bets with mybookie.ag, and I hope you will as well. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the absolute best. They've got the latest lines for the Big 12, and you can even continue to bet as the game goes on with in-game live betting. That's pretty cool. I'm going to be trying it this season. So if you join my bookie now, you'll double your first deposit with the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 to activate the offer at mybookie.ag. You can't beat it. They'll double that first deposit with a minimum deposit of $45, maximum deposit of $1,000. And you can try that parlay. I always give it a shot. Got to be honest, doesn't end up too well. But it's fun, and that's what this is about. So check it out, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. What a brutal break for the Texas Tech Red Raiders with Alan Bowman out for several weeks. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Really appreciate you guys joining us and uh, being a part of the show. So the news comes down, oh, geez, Monday afternoon that Alan Bowman was going to miss several weeks with a shoulder injury that he suffered against Arizona. And it was a terrible weekend for the Red Raiders. And that's how it now has been capped off. Um, this is, this is something, first off, let's talk about the health of Alan Bowman. I feel for this guy. He's dealt with the collapsed lung. He had the injuries last year at this point, And, and, you know, I don't know if he's had any head injuries, but you have to wonder about, a, a building a program around this guy moving forward based on the injuries that he's dealt with. And that's not to say I don't think Tech can do it. I do. I think that Bowman is a great player, and I thought that, you know, he's one of those guys where going into 2020, he could come back as arguably the best quarterback in the Big 12. I do believe that he has that potential. But, man, I you know, it's tough when the guy can't stay on the field. It's really difficult. And that's why I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, like, how does Matt Wells handle this? Now, he's got a freshman who was highly touted out of high school who's who's banged up right now, from my understanding, Maverick Mikivore, um, who was a guy who chose Texas Tech over places like Arizona State, Miami, Iowa, uh, USC, UCLA, he had a lot of big-time offers. He was the number 18 dual-threat quarterback in the country per 247 sports. So he's a really good player, but he's banged up, and they're not going to throw a true freshman in there right now. The backup for Texas Tech is Jackson Tyner, who's a transfer from Rice. Hasn't played a whole lot, uh, played five games as a redshirt freshman, then seven games as a redshirt sophomore, and then last year played in four games mostly off the bench and did not have a lot of stats to show for it. I don't know what the guy is. I have no idea what the guy is. And frankly, I think there's a part of Texas Tech who doesn't know what this guy is. He's played so sparingly during his time at Rice, uh, mostly in backup and mop-up duty. I don't know. 
I mean, he was a top 30 quarterback for Dave Campbell's uh, publication coming out of high school, but I don't know what to make of that. So he's the backup. And then you've got Jet Duffy. I know what Jet Duffy is, and I just don't like it when it comes to winning football games. I know he had the great game against Texas last year, and that's something he should be, you know, applauded for. He had like 400 rushing yard or passing yards and uh, almost 100 rushing yards, and you know, he had a nice game. Texas still lost the game, but he had a really nice game. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, this is horrible for Matt Wells in his first season on the job. Because after a couple of games, you're like, wow, the Tech defense is pretty darn good. Exceeding expectations. Uh, Alan Bowman's getting comfortable in this offense, and things are going pretty well. Though he had missed um, – he had not looked entirely comfortable, but he was getting more comfortable. And now Bowman's out for a few weeks, and Tech's got a week off to figure it out. But then uh, the schedule's brutal. You got Oklahoma – then you've got Oklahoma State. Then you have Baylor. Then you have Iowa State. I mean, Tech could be looking at no and four start in Big 12 play before you go on the road to take on Kansas and then um, you go on the road to take on West Virginia, which is the softer part of the schedule. But this stretch to open things up, OU, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State, and that, that is really difficult to do with a backup quarterback, especially when you probably have limited confidence in both guys. Uh, I'm not going to throw, even if he gets healthy, Maverick Mikavor into the mix here as a true freshman. I don't know if that's fair to the guy, unless that tech staff is seeing things that we're not. But it's not clear to me he's anywhere close to playing anyway. So keep your eye on that. I feel terrible for Alan Bowman. I hope he can get healthy. But I do worry about his future with the sport as well. That's something to keep an eye on. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm going to mention this um, and and it's only because I think it's silly. And that is a report that came out by uh, Sports by Brooks. If you don't follow him, you should on Twitter. He's a guy who actually has really good sources. But this one I'm not buying. And it's not that I'm not buying that this program wants to do it. I'm just not buying the idea that it can happen. According to Sports by Brooks, this came out Tuesday night. The richest man in the state of Alabama, Auburn super booster Jimmy Rain, is targeting Bob Stoops to replace Gus Malzahn if the latter fails to beat Alabama this season. So basically, if Gus Malzahn doesn't beat Alabama, and it's going to be tough for anybody to beat Alabama, he's going to get fired, and they're going to go after Bob Stoops. Now, Bob Stoops has a job. He is the next head coach of the XFL franchise in Dallas. Bob Stoops talked about that job when he took it, and it seemed to me the the what I read between the lines about Bob Stoops and this uh, XFL job was basically he could get his football fix while still being a dad and watching his kids play at OU, and the seasons did not overlap, and he could do all the things that he likes to do while still being involved in the game of football. Now, good for him, and he has every right to do that. But it did not sound to me like a guy who wanted to dive all in into trying to beat Nick Saban every year at Auburn. Bob Stoops has got his new place up on the Gold Coast in Chicago. You know, big fancy part of town. He's got his kids playing football at OU. Uh, Looks like one of them actually might end up being a, a, you know, at least someone who gets some time at wide receiver. So he's he's got it good right now. 
And jumping to the second fiddle job and playing second fiddle to Nick Saban in Alabama makes no sense. I mean, for his legacy, it makes no sense. Bob Stoops is a hero right now in Norman, Oklahoma, right? I mean, he is the king of not just Norman. He could run for governor in Oklahoma next time around and win in, a, I think, a relative landslide. I even believe that Cowboys fans would come around and vote for the guy for governor. So why is he going to go to Auburn? try to get that team over the hump to beating Nick Saban, which nobody at the college level in the SEC or otherwise outside of Dabo Sweeney has been able to do with any type of consistently consistency and hurt his legacy. It makes no sense. And Bob Stoops does not need more money. Like, okay, so this booster wants to pay him $10, 12000000 million a year. Is that going to change Bob Stoops' life? Like, sure, it'll change your life. It'll change my life. Take a $10 million check today, all right? By the way, we're taking advertisers. Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. But in all seriousness, like, what's the deal? His life doesn't change with another $10 million in his bank account. It doesn't. His legacy can, though. Now, I could see Bob Stoops in a couple of years. Kids are out of college. You know, he just gets the itch. Maybe Notre Dame comes up. As a guy that's got ties to that part of the country, I don't know, Ohio State, maybe I could see that conversation happening. I don't see it right now. I think he's got a good thing, and I think he knows he's got a good thing, and he likes the good thing that he's got. So don't mess with it, man. Do not mess with it. All right, well, let's talk about some uh, some other issues here before we get to a couple other things later in the show and previewing, of course, what is to come in, in week four. Uh, the biggest surprise thus far in the Big 12 has got to be what's happening in the entire state of Kansas, right? I mean, that's a no-brainer. What Les Miles is doing, what Chris Kleiman is doing, we've noted that uh, ad nauseum. That is the biggest surprise to me, what those guys have going on and the impressive victories that each of them had in Week 3. But when I think about intriguing storylines moving forward, and I've noted this a little bit, I want to know what Baylor is. I want to know if this Matt Rule team is going to push 9-10 wins or if it's going to be a 6-win team. I feel like I've got a good vision on, within a win or two, what each Big 12 team can be this year and what it will be. OU 10 to 12, Texas, you know, 9 10. Uh, I still think Iowa State is 7 to 9 on the high end. But Baylor, Baylor's five wins or it's nine wins. It's the biggest gap to me that I just, I don't know what to make of this team. And TCU to me is intriguing as well because of the quarterback situation. We saw how good the defense is last week, but now it's like, all right, what is this quarterback situation going to be like with Alex Delton and Max Duggan come Big 12 play. That is what is going to be one of my top storylines to watch as we get conference play going here in uh, this week, actually, of course, with Oklahoma State and Texas, which is a great way, great way to kick off Big 12 conference play. So I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to follow and watch. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate you joining us, whether it's radio, podcast, uh, however it might be. It's great to have you on board. Let's preview week four in the Big 12. That's next on Heartland College Sports Weekly. All right, let's. 
Let's get right into it with our week four preview and picks. I'm Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate you guys joining us and uh, being a part of the show. All right, let's start in order and go with Iowa State taking on Louisiana Monroe. Obviously, this is a game that uh, Iowa State is just looking to take a lot of frustration out on uh, Louisiana Monroe. So I look at this game and I say to myself, okay, Iowa State is coming off that tough loss to Iowa, hangover effect possible. Meantime, Louisiana Monroe is feeling good about itself because two weeks ago, they nearly beat Florida State. Now, they lost in overtime by a point, but they also had an off week here in the middle. Here's my thing. There's too many factors here on the spread that can make me go either way, but there is a number that I like. And the number that I like in the Iowa State-Louisiana Monroe game is the under. The under 55 and a half feels good to me. The Iowa State defense is swarming. And it is going to be angry. I think the whole team is going to be angry. But the spread is sitting right around 18-19. And I, you know, I don't feel good about it either way. But I feel very good about an under here. Because I, I don't think Louisiana Monroe is going to get on the board all that many times. I think that defense is going to be home, hungry, and angry. And I think they will hold uh, Louisiana Monroe in relative check. And then second half is going to be all about just getting out with a win, which is why the spread bothers me too, because Iowa State's got the big game with Baylor next week. So I think once they're up a couple of scores, Iowa State's going to work the clock, milk the clock, take its time, not trying for any quick scores or quick hits. So I like the under 55 and a half in this first game for Iowa State taking on Louisiana Monroe at home on Saturday. Meantime, then we've got TCU taking on SMU. This is always a uh, this is always a fun one, right? I, I always enjoy the TCU SMU matchup, and of course, what is known locally as the Iron Skillet rivalry. That's always a lot of fun. So let's take a look at uh, at SMU football and how things have gone for them so far this season. Before I give you my pick on this game, SMU three and zero. Wins over Arkansas State, North Texas, and Texas State, all relatively convincingly. 37-30 in the opener, 49-27 against North Texas, and a 30-point win over Texas State with Shane Bouchelle at quarterback for SMU. How about that? Of course, the former Texas Longhorn quarterback. But here's what's going to happen. TCU is going to remind Shane Bouchelle why he had to transfer out of the Big 12 and why he does not want to play specifically this Big 12 defense. TCU held a really good Purdue offense to 200 total yards last week. Uh, They are back home in front of that home crowd. They have Kansas on deck next week, so there's no game to look ahead to, so to speak. No offense to Kansas, but there just isn't. So they're not going to be caught looking ahead. Um, and they are going to take care of business against SMU. I am on TCU minus the nine and a half points against SMU, and I'll point these out as well. And here's the other reasons I'm picking this. SMU against TCU is two and four against the spread in their last six games. Also, SMU is three and eight against the spread in their last 11 games on the road. Meantime, TCU... 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. So as is par for the course, TCU not getting the respect it deserves. I'm taking the Horned Frogs at home to cover the 9.5 points 
against the SMU Mustangs in the Iron Skillet. All right, let's move on to a Big 12 game. West Virginia taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. Well, both these teams got very nice wins last week. Can't deny that. They both got really nice wins. But look at this spread. I was surprised as to where it was. So what I try to do is I try to guess the spread before I go ahead and pick my games, right? And I would have guessed uh, West Virginia would have been a 7 to 10-point favorite. Well, instead, they're a 4-point favorite. I don't know. I feel like Vegas keeps swinging itself back and forth on KU. KU loses to Coastal Carolina. They're then an 18-point dog against BC on the road. And then... They beat BC, and now they're only a four-point dog against West Virginia. Austin Kendall finally got it going last week. The Kansas defense is still leaky. It had a really good performance. But Austin Kendall is the kind of guy who can uh, light up if he's got the presence in the pocket and he's got the time in the pocket. He is the kind of guy who can light up this Texas defense if he is given the time. The running game got going last week for West Virginia. Neil Brown is... I believe, going to improve this team week by week. But interestingly enough, these two teams could end up finishing at the bottom of the Big 12 standings together. But I also believe that the uh, Kansas offensive line in particular is going to have a tough time with the uh, Stills brothers on the defensive line for the West Virginia Mountaineers. I think that's going to play a key role in this game. So I believe the Mountaineers are going to take care of business and end up beating the Kansas Jayhawks and cover the four-point spread. So give me West Virginia minus four in that game in Lawrence on Saturday. We've got a couple more left here in the Big 12 as we get you through our picks for the weekend. Only five games this week. Baylor is taking on Rice. Of course, the Bears were off last week, and they have a very soft, very soft non-conference schedule. You know, Rice, on the other hand, they've uh, they put together a pretty darn impressive non-conference for a team that's not very good. At Army, against Wake Forest, and then against Texas last week. Um, this is a team that I'm looking at and I'm following and I'm saying, okay, Baylor's had some time off. They played nobody. Rice is about to play its fourth straight difficult game. Army, Wake Forest, Texas. Now they got to take on Baylor. Uh, meantime, Baylor's rested after a bye week. And on top of that, they got to they gotta blow out these non-conference opponents because they know they played nobody. Baylor knows it deep down. And Baylor has been very good against the spread, 5-2 and two in their past seven games. Um, and in the meantime, you have a Rice team that's also, you know, they've been covering spreads to their credit, but here's the deal. Rice is 0-6 against the spread in its last six week four games. Now, you're probably saying, Pete, that's one of those stats that's just too too janky for me to follow. No, follow me here. This is a big deal because Rice typically plays tough non-conference games they play up that means by week four they're spent they're burnt out give me Baylor and take the 26 points I know it's a big number but I'm taking Baylor minus 26 and last but not least let's get to what is the best game in the Big 12 this weekend Oklahoma State at Texas OU has done very well in Austin we know they've won five straight there they're also six and one against the spread in their last seven games Mike Gundy has this team as an underdog heading into this game. I think that's right where he wants to be. I worry about the uh, you know redshirt freshman quarterback in a spot like this, but here's the thing. I think the wise guys are with me on Oklahoma State plus 5.5 because 73% of the money is on Texas. The line has moved eh, a point, maybe a point and a half, depending on where you look. So 
I do have concerns about the Oklahoma State defense, but I think ultimately they will um, they will do enough to help this team cover the spread. I think it's a field goal game. It feels like it has been either way uh, of late. And hey, Mike Gundy, to his credit, seems to have Texas's number. Just like he doesn't have OU's number, he has Texas's number. So I like Oklahoma State plus five and a half. So here are my picks. Iowa State, Louisiana, Monroe under the 55 and a half. TCU minus nine and a half. West Virginia minus four. Baylor minus 26. And Oklahoma State plus five and a half. I'm Pete Mundo. We are HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Appreciate it, guys. Once again, I'll be at the Iowa State game on October 5th, taking on TCU. Hit me up, Pete Mundo, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com if you are going to be there. And also, if you want that free Heartland College Sports koozie, leave us a rating and review, and then send me a screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And you might have noticed plenty of cars, the band, as our intro music this week on the show, of course, with the uh, with their lead singer passing away this week. I am Pete Mundo. We are HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Enjoy the games. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.